Welcome to another digital engagement podcast brought to you by LivePerson. Through its LiveEngage cloud-based platform, LivePerson creates meaningful, real-time customer connections that increase conversions and improve customer experience. I'm your host, John Ayer, Customer and Content Marketing Manager at LivePerson. In the following interview, Mark Hernandez-Mullins from MHM Content Source speaks with Joe Burgess, Co-Founder and Evolution Manager, and Geraldine McGill, New Business Sales Manager at Shortcuts, a global leader in smart salon technology based in Australia. Uh, Joe and Geraldine, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. So I did take just a short look at your website, and it's very interesting, uh, uh, an interesting niche that you have there in uh, providing software for, uh, sounds like, for haircutting places. It's mostly the hair, beauty, and spa industries. Okay, got it, got it. And what, what got you, since you're the co-founder, Joe, what, what gave you, the, you and your business partner, I assume, the idea for starting a company like this? What, uh, what business need did you see in the marketplace? Uh, well, I am actually a hairdresser by trade, so I was looking for software for my own salon, and I stumbled across a, a couple of very cool entrepreneurial developers that were straight out of university. And whilst I met one of them that was helping me um, have a look at what was available in the market for my own business because I didn't really know anything about computers at that point. We discovered that there really wasn't anything super fantastic and so these guys decided that they would write me something. So that's the, how it started basically, two programmers and a hairdresser. Okay, so, so there's three, three partners in the business and are all three of you still involved oh, in the business? There's lots and lots of, no, no, there was um, three founders, yes, but there's lots of shareholders and you know, I won't go into right. the shareholding of the company, but there were three of, three of us that started 20 years ago. So, so tell me a little bit about, it sounds like you saw this immediate business need because you had your own salon and you weren't able to find the software to manage it uh, efficiently. And uh, t- tell me about how your product offerings evolved over the last 20 years. Okay. Yeah, well, we initially, you know, uh, when we started, Windows was just very new, the Windows platform. And most of the other software, I think all of the other software programs available at that time were DOS-based. So obviously Windows platform allowed for a lot more flexibility to create a more of a creative software experience and hairdressing being a very tactile industry, um, you know, that was sort of our approach was that we wanted to, you know, to blend that, you know, hairdressing beauty side of things with technology and, you know, nobody was trained in technology so it had to be very intuitive. So we designed the software to be touchscreen friendly and it still is, you know, used on a touch screen in most salons around the world. And yeah, it was basically to create a salon management system that ran everything from the appointment book to your cash register, point of sale, stock management, marketing. That was sort of one of the main reasons that I wanted a computer system in my salon was I wanted to be able to market to my customers and use the database to get them coming back more frequently. Um, so yeah, we built in features like you know loyalty club, um, you know stock control, ordering and receiving stock, you know those sort of basic functions in the early days. And then of course, as technology has evolved over the last 20 years, we've redeveloped, you know, changed platforms, changed databases. You know, now we have a hybrid approach where we have 
uh, you know, a large portion of our software is on the cloud, you know, enabling online booking, you know, automated email and SMS marketing, <coughs> scorecards, dashboards, mobility, ac you know, access from iPhones, all that sort of stuff. So it's evolved a lot in 20 years, but the core desire for it to be intuitive, user-friendly and touch-friendly is still, is still there. Okay. So, so you mentioned uh, salons around the world, so it sounds like you have a global reach at this point. Do you, uh, how long did it take for that to take place? I think you started out with Australian uh, customers and moved from there. Oh, look, it took a long, you know, it took a long, took 20 years to get. We now have 14,000 salons across the globe using our software. Yeah, initially it took a while to get, you know, we were just in Australia first off and then we had, um, I think France was our first reseller and we translated the software to French. You know, then obviously we went to the UK, we have Spain, we have the US. Yeah, initially we started off with a reseller model, so we were the software provider and then we sold the software to the reseller and they would sell it and provide the ongoing education and services around that and the hardware, etc. We didn't handle any of that. And then in 2005, we went direct in most markets. So we bought back the UK and the US resellers. And so now that's all back in-house. Um, we still had resellers in Australia on the ground, so they were like agents. Um, and then a couple of years after that, we, we purchased them. So in all of our English-speaking countries, apart from Dubai, we're direct, I think, aren't we? Yes. Um, so we have resellers. We, we still take on resellers in markets where we don't know the local language or the culture. So, okay, yeah. got it. So the English-speaking countries. We have, offices, we have an office in Huntington Beach, California, yeah. and Manchester in the United Kingdom, and here in Brisbane, Australia is our head office. So our head office in Australia, we have about 70 staff here and we do all of the development of the software here, whereas the offices in the UK and the US are more sales and support focused. do have some technical staff there, but not as many. Okay, okay, very, very good. So that's, that's very exciting, a very exciting business story. It sounds like that wasn't what you were... Uh thinking, it seems like maybe you thought your life was going to go a little differently than that. Yeah, no, I just thought, I, I thought it was pretty cool that I was getting my own, had my own personal developers. I just wanted software for my salon. I wasn't thinking about the rest of the world. <laughs> well, that, well, that's great. And so tell me about your, your life person deployment. How long ago did you start it? Is it for sales or service? Uh, tell me a little bit about the history of that. Um, I suppose what we really wanted to do was um, we launched which was in September of last year, and we wanted to add live chat to the website to essentially give our clients another form of communication. I suppose as well, looking at it from a different perspective, we know that people who work in our industries that we cater for are very busy, and LivePerson gave us that additional form of communication which didn't take time out of their day, and which was easy to use to get quick answers as well. So I think that was our primary aim. Okay, so, so this is more for existing customers of your software to get sort of technical support type questions answered, or do you use it in sales as well? 
Okay, well, it was primarily sales focused, not necessarily oh. to sell over live chat, but more to right. a convert, soft, yeah, a convert, convert leads and more of a softer approach. We do get a lot of existing clients who come on there, which we either tell them to contact our help desks in one of the countries, or alternatively, if it's a small, quick response or a very quick how-to question, we give them the answer rather than them then having to call the help desk, wait in a queue, and so forth. Okay. And is that is that something that what what made you you wanted another method of letting your prospects communicate with you, but did you had you heard about live chat from other companies and the success they had had, or was this something that well, uh, just in your in your own dealing with e-commerce sites and so forth, you experienced live chat, or what gave you the idea? I think we had experienced a few of us had experienced it, and. I mean, our website, when the redevelopment was, you know, about three years too late, like we've been wanting a new website for so long, but it just didn't make it to the pile. So it was certainly one of the things that we wanted to try. We didn't know whether it would be successful with our customer base or, you know, the way that we sell, but we certainly wanted to give it a try because we wanted to increase the conversion. And I feel that a lot of people if they fill in a form for an inquiry, they feel like they're going to be hounded over the phone by a salesperson trying to chase them. So in the last 12 months, our entire sales strategy has changed to more of a lead nurturing type process rather than you know, trying to do the hard sell all the time. So it fitted in with that strategy. Okay, so that, that's very interesting. I, I, can under, I can understand that, but the, so it sounds like Filling out a sort of an email form is seen by visitors as more intrusive. They're afraid they're going to get a phone call from a sales rep or something. Yeah, yes. I think some people just find it more comfortable having a chat without actually having to chat with somebody. Right. Exactly. It's it's, it's a little more. It's a little less intrusive, and they can kind of control how how yes, long they, they let can the conversation go. At any time, whereas it's a little bit more difficult to do that on the phone. Did you do any research uh, prior to that to evaluate other live chat providers, or, or how did uh, LivePerson come into the picture as, as an option? We did uh, look at a few different options online, and we basically went with LivePerson based on referral from other people that had you know, heard that it was the best, etc. We, had, we okay. had a company help us develop our website, and there, it was their recommendation that we went with LivePerson. We have three seats live in every country at any one time. So our live person runs 24 hours around the clock. So we have three people on in Australia from 10 o'clock in the morning until 6 in the evening. And then it goes over to three people in the UK who take over for eight hours and then for the US as well. Okay, so and you're using those three. Yep, you're using those three licenses very efficiently. Yeah, okay. Well, that's... that's uh, that's, that's a great way to do that. Um, and the people that are uh, staffing those lines, do you have full-time chat agents, or do you have salespeople that spend part of their day on the chat lines, or how does that work? Um, we have our business development team and sales team, or, well, sales teams that are based in the office around the world who basically go on live person at the same time as doing their own work, which means at any point where somebody engages in chat or we ask somebody to chat and they accept it, 
there's one of three people available to take it. So if two people are busy, then somebody else will pick it up. Got it. Okay. So, so tell me about uh, how sales is sort of, I don't want to say how sales is structured, but how, how, what, is, what, is the, what does a typical day look like for one of your salespeople, and how did live chat sort of change the way they went about their business, and, and did it change it for the better, or does it just add one more thing to their place that they have to deal with? Okay, so what we have in Australia, which is similar to the other countries, but not exactly the same, is we have um, sales consultants in every state, and okay. as the sales manager for Australia, any leads that come in either via the web, the telephone, or live chat get entered into our CRM system with as much information as possible. It then gets emailed to the sales consultant. They contact the client for a demo or uh, pricing or an inquiry, and then it goes from there. So the way that live chat have helped us is people are a lot more informed when they do make that inquiry. So even if they don't provide their details in that initial conversation through live chat, they've gathered the information that they require for when they're ready to actually make an online inquiry or contact us via phone, that they know what they're looking for. So it has, it, in a way, it's helped our sales consultants because it's made that sales process a lot smaller and in some cases a little eliminating a step of that. Okay, got it. Because they I think it's important once, to point once out they either call you guys on the road, our new business sales guys don't do the live chat. No. The live chat is done by our business it's development and strategic sales teams that are based here in the office. So they're the telesales teams that do the live chat and then they field them, you know, pass them out to the field basically. But our guys on the field don't sit on live chat ever. And that's the same in in all the other countries as well. Yeah. Got it. And so, uh, so it sounds like I'm, I'm just guessing, not, not, being a, not being someone who's ever owned a hair salon, but I'm guessing that probably if you are an owner of a hair salon, you probably already sort of know the features you're looking for in a, in a software package. And so if they come to your website and they're reading about all the, the functionalities of your software and they just have one little detailed question, does your software do this? I assume that's the type of thing that live chat is really good at, just giving you a quick answer on something like that. Is that correct? Yes, to a certain extent. Pricing, okay. a lot of people come online to do, uh, to chat to us about. You would be surprised the amount of hair salon owners or beauty or spa for that matter don't really know the features that they want or need or, need or expect to have. So... Yes, to a certain extent, but we have a lot. People can chat to us for four or five minutes, and it just be a price inquiry. Okay, so so, so a little bit a mixture of different kinds of maybe different places in the customer funnel that you are that that you're getting through your live chat lines. It sounds like yes, and different stages in the sales process. You will find exactly. that who, certain people who come online to chat are a lot more informed, which we know is stems from our website being better content. Better content and people are know what they want more when they come to chat to us. Whereas before we launched this website, people really had no idea. And I suppose what LivePerson and the new website has allowed us to do is when the sales consultant actually gets to speak to those people after they've spoken on live chat, they are a step ahead, let's just say. Got it. Got it. 
so basically they're they're uh, dealing with better better pre-qualified leads uh, once they because they've had the chat conversations and gotten some of their initial questions answered. Yeah, got it. So, uh, so, so do you have any other rule? Okay, go ahead. So I just wanted to add to that that I think one of the benefits of live chat is that depending on the questions that they've asked during the live chat process, we know what the buying triggers are for that particular customer. So we can you know, send the transcript to the sales guy or, or whatever and he knows, okay, well for these people they're really interested in you know, managing multiple sites or managing walk-in or whatever. So we're not starting with the same old sales spiel with every single person. We're able to tailor the experience based on what we know about the customer and what is important to them. So in other words, you're trying to make the, the chat experience more informal, so you'll pull a transcript of a chat where an agent you felt like is, was being a little bit too formal, and you'll go to that agent and do some coaching about how to make it, make it a little bit more comfortable experience. Right, yes, that's right. So then we um, alter the canned responses and we send them out globally. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that gives you the opportunity to alter the canned responses as well. How many canned responses do you have in the system? Probably about 25. And those are frequently asked uh, questions that uh, your agents get all the time, and so they're able to put those canned answers in there. But I assume maybe, you know, based on the fact that you want to be more informal, they might alter those canned answers a little bit to, to fit the personality of the agent yes. or something like that. Yes, they do that all the time, yes. Do you have any other ideas for the next year or two where you might go with digital engagement? you think you might go into mobile, or is that even uh, a factor in your, uh, in your business? In the future, maybe not in the next 12 months, or, but in the future, yeah. definitely mobile and social. Yeah. We may look into the video, but again, that will depend like on the, piece, the people that, that we have using, shock, using the live person. So what, in the last few minutes of our conversation, I want to want to drill down on sort of results. And I know these are a lot of these are going to be preliminary results because you've only had the solution in place for six months, and it sounds, frankly, sounds like there's light life person needs to uh, provide you with some help to get some of the stuff up and running and and uh, optimized. But do you guys track, for instance, conversion rates or? I assume abandoned shopping carts is not really an issue in your in your business, but how do you what kind of metrics do you track in your organization, and how is how is live chat contributing to those? Okay, so um, since we started live chat in September, we have had 23 new business leads. Of them, 23 leads, we have sold four turnkey short, shortcuts, which is our full package in the region of about $15,000, Australian dollars. So um, we've sold about $60,000 worth of software since we started in September, which is it's, it's a good conversion for us. Got it. Just, just to give me some context, how many live chats do you do in a month uh, mm, on it? Um, we do between 5 and 10 a day. Well, okay. probably more. Okay. That's in Australia. So... We do between 5 and 20 around a 24-hour time limit. However, some days we could have – it really does depend. On Monday and Tuesday, the traffic is a little bit slower for live chat, but on a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, that increases. Towards the end of the week, we find that we get 
uh, slightly more existing client inquiries rather than new business inquiries? So uh, any other results that you'd like to talk about? Is there, is there an anecdote about it, maybe a, a deal that worked especially well because live chat was available? Um, to be honest, maybe in another six months' time we'll, we'll, be, yeah. we'll have a little bit more results and probably I suppose the last six months have kind of been fine-tuning what we've been doing on live chat and deciding okay. what metrics we actually want to want to look at. So in the next few weeks when we hopefully get all of the new alerts set up and the new reporting, I suppose, we would ha probably have more results to discuss then. Got it. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Overall, it has been successful for us. Well, sounds, sounds really good. I thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to another Digital Engagement Podcast brought to you by LivePerson. Check out other digital engagement podcasts at liveperson.com forward slash podcasts. Liveperson Solutions, helping you to drive tangible business value from your digital Liveperson Solutions, helping you to drive tangible business value from your digital engagements via chat, voice, and content. All delivered at the right time and through the right channel. Liveperson, connections through digital engagement. <laughs>